Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. On this episode, Joshua was kind enough to jump in and co-host. Joshua, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Um, as I always say, if I can make it, I'll be here. So I'm happy to be here. I have, I've had a long week at the coffee shop, but other than that, like it's uh, good to be back talking about spooky stuff. That's what I like. And Joshua, before we jump into the episode, can you tell our audience where they can find all your great content? Yeah, you can find me at Joshua Darren on all socials. Uh, it's literally Joshua Darren everywhere. It doesn't change. D-A-I-R-E-N. Um, you can find me posting some videos on AO.com's Alabama Vintage page. You can also find me on a couple of BuzzFeeds and uh, you might see me on uh, your screens pretty soon. Oh, you can also find me doing some strange escapes events going to Gettysburg in November. Very excited about that. It's my second one and this is going to be awesome. Awesome. Well, again, we're so excited to see all your success and thank you for coming on tonight. I'm sure you wish I would give you more than 24 hours notice when I need you to co-host, but uh, you're always a trooper and help out so much. Now, on to our guest. We have a really special guest tonight. Her content, I found it on TikTok and really enjoyed it. She has a plethora of personal ghost stories, some do's and don'ts of things in the paranormal world, and then just, uh, I think she would call it fun, goofy content that she does that really <laughs> brings out her personality. It's Sonia Lee. You can find her at, at Sonia Lee. That's S-A-N-I-A dot Lee on TikTok. And then on Instagram, it's just without the dot. Sonia, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to talk about ghosts and things <laughs> of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing we love to find out from our guest is where they fall in what we call the believometer. Zero meaning they don't believe in ghosts and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? 10 man 10 <laughs> i had a feeling <laughs> yeah you have some pretty like intense scary stories about um the house that i guess it, did you grow up in that house um i've only shockingly only lived there for two years but it felt oh, like wow. eternity because it was terrifying like every day there was something going on honestly i feel like it was scarier than the conjuring house like i've read the their that family's stories and i'm like nothing beats what i went through <laughs> so, <laughs> well, well i'm intrigued yeah absolutely me too and i can't wait to share it with our audience um so you are obviously invested in the supernatural you've had experiences your um, social media you really like to kind of dig into I know a lot of people will ask you questions from the content you've created, and they you also kind of go through the do's and don'ts. Before we jump right into your story, I would love to get your favorite or what you think is the most impactful do's or don'ts when it deals with the paranormal. Oh, man, that's a good one. That's a really good question, because there's so many that I just do naturally that I'm just like, oh, this is like second nature. But uh, I definitely don't go outside alone. I mean, I'm a girl, obviously, but like, at night past 
or around three o'clock, I don't like to open the door or go out alone at night at that hour specifically. I think we all know it's like haunting hour, witching hour, but in my culture and my, like the religion I grew up when um, being Muslim growing up in this culture and religion, my mom always warned me, do not go out at 3 a.m. because there are things that are out there that we can't see, but they're there and they can see you. And that's their kind of daytime, you know? And you're this like live person with this live energy that they are attracted to and want to go and towards. So I always don't open the door and don't go outside at that time. Yeah, that's definitely in Joshua's wheelhouse. I know Joshua, you're you're you have a big interest in the witching hour, and of course, I saw two spirits in Vegas at three in the morning over Halloween, which I had never, uh, full honesty, put a ton of stock into, like the witching hour and stuff. Uh, but man, that was it, it. Can be pretty hard to deny sometimes. What do you think about that, Joshua? Yeah, um, it, it's actually kind of uh, it's funny to hear that from like a different culture standpoint because most people on the podcast know, and and now you get to find out too. I kind of grew up in the country, so country folks have their own superstitions and and you know and own beliefs. So a lot of those meld into a lot of nighttime related things, like the whistling at night, and there's certain things that you just are not supposed to do. Like if you hear somebody call your name, you're not supposed to run away. You're supposed to walk away. Just so much and like don't be outside at night at certain times. And so it, it's it's kind of cool to hear that same thing in a sense from a different culture because I, it, it's, I think it's all cyclical. I think we're all connected in some ways um, when it comes to stuff like that. 100% because you know how you just said you grew up on a farm and open land area. My parents are from back home and they lived in a village which is all open farm, open land area. So these things definitely are more active in these places regardless yeah. of where you are so these stories and all these like do's and don'ts and things they they all connect wherever you are yeah what as is- soon as you said like don't go outside at night at a certain time i was like oh she's about to say something that i've also heard and lo and behold something i also heard well even the whistling thing i know that um sonia's spoken about that on her do's and don'ts so that was interesting to hear you talk about that also joshua so yeah that's that's super fascinating how much everything seems to connect in the spiritual supernatural world. One thing I wanted to ask you about, and I wanted to find out first if it is paranormal, and then after this, we'll jump into more of the haunted home stories. But one of the top things on your TikTok page, you said that you almost died. And then you returned to that location. I'm not going to spoil it. I'll let you tell the story. But can you share that with us? Yeah, totally. Um, So growing up, I used to go to this place downtown and it's like a little South Asian area. And we used to go there and there was like this garage, car garage and the owner there, my dad's friends with. I'm a little kid. This is probably like 1999 or 1998, something like that. And I'm climbing on the car. It's summertime, you know, all the 90s music playing out of the radio. And I'm on top of my dad's car and it's a sunny day. And my dad's talking to the owner and my mom's sitting in the car talking to the wife of the owner. And me and my sister are on top of the car playing. And then my sister slides down the windshield. But then I tried to slide down the windshield, but I am much smaller and I lost balance and fell sideways off the car and the car door was open. So the rubber around the car door, I fell off and the rubber just <clears throat> slipped my throat. Like I felt like as it hit my throat oh my and gosh. then I just was gushing like blood and I just fell on the ground and was bleeding from my neck. Like I got slipped by Sweeney Todd or something. And then um, my mom just put a cloth on my neck and I just remember passing out and I don't remember anything 
I don't remember the healing process. I don't remember anything. I just remember it just turning into a scar now on my neck. And then years later, I'm in high school. We go back to the same spot because my dad's like, let's be nostalgic. Let's go check this place out. Um, we go there. The place is demolished. But then it's all like, you know, when a place is demolished, there's like bricks and boulders and broken concrete and things like that. And behind the fence, I see a boulder and it has something spray painted on it. And I'm like, what is that? And it says my name, S-A-N-I-A, spray painted in black on the boulder, right at exactly at the spot where I slipped my throat. And I remember making a movie of it when I was in high school on like the old phones back then. And and I just remember having and posting it or something. And I was like, what? I came here and I slipped my neck and it's now it's here. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then I posted about it on TikTok recently. And then it went viral. And, and then everyone started talking about quantum immortality and all this stuff on there. And that people had like near-death experiences. So yeah, that one was, that, that's pretty crazy for me. I still don't, can't explain what happened. We've had one other person talk about a near death or where like they technically died and, you know, EMS was able to revive them. But there is something about hearing somebody who had their throat slit. And I don't know if it goes back to like lore we grew up hearing and, and you know, just is that's just like a it seems so fatal to have that happen to you. And I know you your memory is kind of foggy after that which is reasonably so, but I'm guessing they got you to the hospital. Like, do you, do you, do you know what happened at all? I asked my mom many times. I'm like, did you take me to the hospital? She's like, no, I didn't. I was scared that the hospital people would think I did this to you. She's so like, she... I was scared that like, you know, this colored woman is abusing her kids or something. And she thought that my kids would get taken away. So she oh didn't, gosh. she just put the cloth on my neck and just, I don't know, did something, but she, there's no stitches, no nothing. It <sighs> just healed shut. And I still have a scar on my neck. When you returned, obviously older, and you saw your name spray painted on that boulder, that must have been a bit of a shock. What do you attribute that to? When I first saw it, I was like, this is crazy. But then when I posted about it, I was like, this is actually crazy. Like as when I was in high school, I was like, oh, that's coincidence. But I'm like, why? Why is that? How is that a coincidence? There's no one else with the spelling of my name. It's a very rare spelling. And why is my name exactly at the spot where I slit my throat? It just doesn't make any sense. I just thought I just took it as like a sign that I survived something and it, I came back and it showed that I like survived it, something like that. Then when I posted about it on TikTok, everyone was like, what if the owner didn't know what happened to you after? And he told everyone here or something that came to the garage or like a girl like died here or something or like a girl slit her throat here. And there, I became like this urban legend in that area. And then someone just spray painted my name at the spot where I slit my throat. So I think I became an urban legend. Maybe that that would be the cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I'm not even going to lie. Um, being a person who covers urban legends, that's uh, I can totally see me in 50 years coming across a story <laughs> randomly about this girl who slit her throat and now like her name is etched and they sometimes see her pop up uh at the same spot but older and, and grayer so it, it's that's cool to hear but i i'm so curious now because i've never heard this term about quantum immortality yeah. i would love to hear about that and kind of how you feel about that in this situation um, yeah, uh, I didn't even know about it until I posted about my own that story. And then everyone started talking. And I'm like, what? There's something 
named that. I didn't even know there was a name for what I experienced, but apparently if you died, like if, for example, if I actually died in that situation when I slit my throat, I'm immediately put in a different dimension where I survive. So mm. I'm like quantum jumping to a different dimension where I've become, I'm still like alive. And the, I left that dimension. I become alive in a different dimension. That's why I, I lived. But like a, a different dimension, I was dead. A different reality, I guess. Hmm. I guess that th- that makes sense now thinking of the name of the show, Quantum Leap. I, I never mm-hmm. put that um, in, in, in a sense of what quantum <laughs> actually means. Now that makes a lot more sense. There's a lot to cover with the house you lived in. And obviously we don't have time to go through every detail. That wouldn't be fair to you. And uh, maybe we'll have to convince you to come back to continue to share some of these stories if you um, are up for that. But there are some that I saw, and I I will ultimately let you be the decider because you know your stories much better than I do. But the ones that I saw as I was going through your content that really grabbed me was the story about your aunt and then what happened to you following that experience uh, when you put yourself in that same room. I don't want to, again, I don't want to give your story away. So I would love it if you could, you know, maybe give our audience an intro to the home, uh, how you found yourself there, and then walk us through what you learned about your aunt and that just that whole experience, because it really was one of the more fascinating supernatural stories that I've heard. So I'd love to share that with our audience. So the city that is 20 minutes away from Toronto, it's like part of like Toronto, but it's just like outside of a suburb of Toronto called Mississauga. And I'm born and raised in Toronto, but my parents wanted to, you know, try a bigger house, get a bigger house, whatever. So we went to Mississauga to look for houses. Uh, there was this one house that my parents really liked, and I just felt like a weird vibe about it. It just felt gray, gloomy, and like what? And I just didn't know what it was. I was a kid. I was like 12, 11, 12, around there. And my dad was like, yeah, we'll take it. Um, and I remember seeing the family sitting in the back, in the um, backyard when we got the house or we were looking at it, and they're all like giggling or something. And I was like, I thought that was odd. Anyways, we move in and the whole house, like at, when we moved in and um, they left, there was crucifixes hanging all over the house, like on the doors, on the walls, on the everywhere, like as if someone really was scared or very religious or something. I didn't know. I'm a kid. I don't know this stuff. I just know that these people are just very religious. They're Christian, Catholic, whatever. Um, so my mom just took them off because like, you know, it's not our, we're not Catholic or Christian. Mom was like, all right, I'll just take them off. We'll put them in the garage or whatever. We move in, nothing happens for like two months. And then one night something happened that I think that's when it, it, it like knew I was the one that would hear and feel and see these things. I was in the kitchen making a bottle of milk for my brother. He was a baby at the time and my mom was upstairs. I'm alone on the first floor, uh, two months into the house. I'm making a bottle of milk for my brother and behind me is a swinging glass door that leads to the front of the house. It's like a dining room and it's dark. Everything's dark except the kitchen oven light. I'm making the milk and I hear the swinging glass door creak. And I'm like, oh, you know, old house. Uh, And then I hear two heavy, heavy footsteps behind me. And then I hear in my left ear, a man deeply saying, hi, like, hi. And I dropped the milk and I'm like, 
I like run so fast to the front of the house to go upstairs and I'm hearing boom, 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 boom behind me, like thick stomps, heavy stomps. And I pull myself onto the railing to pull myself up and I felt like something was like, like trying to pull me back and I'm like trying to climb and go up the stairs and I run to my mom I'm hyperventilating mom, someone said hi to me and my mom's just looking at me like and I'm like freaking out telling her she goes downstairs we check everything nothing and my mom just made she was like she's like forget about it you, you probably the window was open maybe the tv was on and I'm like okay like I just made myself forget about it then another thing happened my aunt comes over uh, my aunt was dealing with some stuff at the time with her husband and just wanted to come and get away from everything and stay at our house. There's a lot of key information in here that you have to remember. My aunt comes over with her son. He's a baby. She gets to stay in my room, of course. Um, so she stays in my room. I end up sleeping with my sister on the floor. There's like, she's on her bed. I'm on the mattress on the floor. And my aunt stays in my room with her son. My aunt she deals with some mental illness. She's very vulnerable and weak. And she's dealing with, she has schizophrenia and she has like mental health issues. She's on medication, all these things. So then my mom's like, why don't you go talk to your aunt, ask her if she wants to go out to dinner or something, maybe get out of the house. Uh, I go to her in my room and I'm like, do you want to go out to eat? And she's just looking at me like this. And she's like looking around the room just looking at me. And I was like, okay, I, I'll take that as a no. And I go downstairs and she's like, my mom, she's like, she's acting a little strange, isn't she? And I'm like, yeah, she is acting weird. I just thought she was because she was mentally ill. So she's just acting like that. My mom's like, no, something's off. My mom's kind of sensitive to these things too, but she never mentioned it. She's like, I'm going to call our brother. So my uncle came over and he's like, I'll take her to my house since it's near her house tonight. So remember that. My sister ends up going to sleep at 6 or 7 p.m. She was pretty tired. My uncle comes over at like 8.30 or 9 p.m. So remember this. My sister went to sleep before my uncle came over. And my uncle said, I'll take uh, your, our, my sister, my aunt, home to our house tonight. My mom's like, okay. My aunt leaves with my uncle that night. And my mom's still like, aunt's acting really weird. My sister's acting really weird, my aunt, my mom's sister. And so my mom's like, I'm going to call a witch doctor from back home. I'm going to talk to him because I think something's going on. My mom, I'm like a witch doctor. And she's like, yeah, he deals with things that are with deals with black magic and like spells and something's going on. So she calls him and he's like, okay, well, it's your sister and she has been cursed and all this stuff. And my mom didn't even give him that much information, but he gave some specific details that were really scary because I don't know if you know, I wish I can show pictures or tell you this in the, in TikTok on TikTok. I didn't mention it. But my aunt, all her pictures, every picture she had, she had red eyes in every picture she took around that era. And then all her skin was like as if someone put dirt on it in certain spots and like put a lighter to her face in certain areas of her face in pictures. And her face was like that for a, a big amount of time. When Even when she came over to her house, she was going through something and these things were on her face, her pictures, her eyes were red and she was just being really weird. And the witch doctor on the phone mentions that. My mom's like, how do you know that? And he's like, someone went back home in Pakistan and did some witchcraft or not like baneful magic, like really bad stuff, evil stuff, and put like goat's blood, herbs, you know, spice, like bad, like vulgar, gross things in it in a graveyard and burned it with lighters and put the mud and dirt, which explains and puts blood in the eyes and like of a doll and 
yeah and she and he buried it in a cemetery and did some crazy shit because some lady was jealous that she married her husband or something like it was a whole jealous thing anyway my mom was so scared and I got really scared she's like okay let's just go to bed and forget about it let's just go to bed I did not want to sleep in my bed that night because I was spooked so I was like I'm just gonna sleep in the mattress on the mattress in my sister's room again and so that's what I did my mom went to bed I went to bed my sister's still asleep my sister doesn't know my aunt left the next day my sister wakes up my sister she wakes up brushes her teeth she's you know fully awake and then she checks on in my room and she opens the door and she sees my aunt sitting there on my bed looking at her like this and my sister's like okay and she closes the door and then goes downstairs and then I wake up and I run downstairs and I want to tell my sister what happened. And she's like, well, what happened last night? I'm like, well, we called the witch doctor and this happened to our aunt, blah, blah, blah. And like someone cursed her and like, she's like, you know, all this stuff. And she's like, well, it's been a while. So my sister's like, well, where's our aunt? Is she upstairs? Like, is she with mom upstairs or something? I'm like, no, she went home last night. And my sister's face turned like ghost white. She just like the blood drained from her face. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm like, she went home last night. And she's like, no, Sonia, I saw her on your bed like an hour or two ago sitting there. She looked at me. She was looking right at me. I opened the door. She, And I'm like, what? And then we ran upstairs, but we were so scared to go in my room that I we went to my mom. And we're like, mom, 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 like explaining really fast. All three of us, like in an episode of Scooby-Doo, go to my door. And all three of us open the door. And my blanket was made, like the bed was made last night before she after she left the blanket was ruffled as if someone was sitting there but no one was there in my room so my, we opened the door no one's in my bed but my sister's like I saw her sitting on your bed looking at me literally two hours ago and my mom's like are you sure are you sure you weren't dreaming she's like no I saw her and I told my dad I told my mom and my dad you know what he says you're sleeping in your bed tonight on that same bed and so I go, I'm freaking out. I'm literally shaking. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. He's like, just say a prayer if you're so scared. There's nothing. Huh, I don't believe in this stuff. And then uh, I go to bed and I'm trying to sleep and I'm like so scared. So I'm facing the wall and behind me is like the, my room and I'm facing the wall. And there was this eerie feeling like someone was watching me while I'm trying to sleep. And someone's watching me while I'm looking at the wall and they're behind me staring at me. And I remember my dad telling me, say a prayer, Sonia, you'll be fine. So I started to say a prayer. And while I'm saying this prayer, from literally right behind me, I'm hearing. And I'm as I'm saying the prayer, it's like going. And it's cutting me off, like scaring me to stop me from saying the prayer. And I'm I stop. I stop saying the prayer midway because I'm so scared. And then I'm trying to say it in my head. I'm trying to say it under my breath. And I'm still hearing that. And then my bed starts to do this. My bed starts to shake. And we all have seen The Exorcist. And I'm like, <laughs> nope. And then my lights start flickering. And I'm like, ah. And then I gained the courage. I don't know how. But I yelled my sister's name. I'm like, ah. And I yelled my sister's name. And my sister's like, what? And I, she comes to my door. I turn to her. I jump off my bed. And I don't sleep in my bed until we move out of that house. Wow. 
This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey y'all, it's Noah Daniels and oh boy, I just got my box of Wild Grain bread and pasta. My whole family has been so excited to dive in. We started with a sourdough and it was amazing. If you're looking to make Mother's Day brunch planning easier or just looking for a great gift for your mom, you've got to check out Wild Grain. Order before May 6th to get your box in time for Mother's Day. Wild Grain is is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. The next thing up for us to try is the biscuits with our breakfast. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash hauntings. That's wildgrain.com slash hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Yeah. I think you blew Joshua's mind. I think I just saw it leave his body. Yeah, I was looking at him. He looked really stressed. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very emotive during these stories. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. One question before we kind of deep dive into it. You know, obviously you shared the story about your aunt being cursed or, you know, somebody casting some ma- black magic on her. Are witch doctors very prevalent in Pakistan? Is that something yeah. that it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ones you can't trust even. They can even curse you. Even when you weren't cursed in the first place, they can curse you. Wow. And is there a equivalent? Oh, my God. You're in Canada. I was about to say in the States. But in Canada, like people who migrate there, is there any equivalent for the culture of people who who believe in that to still practice? Or is it not very prevalent there? Some people still kind of do it because after that happened, a witch doctor from Toronto or like a city near Toronto, like um, they still advertise that they can get rid of ma- uh, curses, get rid of black magic on you or uh. whatever. So my mom really fell into that and started calling him. And he's like, oh, if you do this and if you do this and you put a make a spell bag, I'll send it to you. And then you throw it in the water and let it drown in the water. So it'll kill the spell or kill the curse. And um I watched a lot of videos of like, you know, when fishers put magnet fishing or whatever in in lakes Mm -hmm. and things like that. I've seen so many posts on TikTok or Reddit or YouTube, like these guys finding these bags filled with like paper that has something written on it with some weird stuff in the bag. And these are all like hex bags that people have thrown in the water because they're all trying to get rid of curses or do a curse. It's very Mm -hmm. similar. And so one of the things is to put it in water and let it drown in the water. Uh, same thing with Ouija boards. If you want to say goodbye or something, you want to get rid of that spirit or whatever, you drown it in water. Um, so there's a lot of interesting correlations and weird things like that. So 
definitely in Canada, people still do that, uh, especially in like a very South Asian suburb called Brampton here. Uh, my mom was driving. We used to live there too in Brampton. And my mom passed by and she passed by someone casting a spell, literally like on the road, every car that drove by through this thing that this lady put candles on both sides of the road. And if you drive by it, something happens. And my mom got really sick that week. And like, People are fucked. People are evil. Sorry if I'm swearing, but like people are really you can swear. Up. It's fine. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, and do you personally, I mean, obviously you've said that you believe in the supernatural, but do you put a lot of stock in witch doctors and black magic and curses? Um, uh, no, because I feel like a lot of people always believe that they're cursed in my culture because, you know, oh, bad luck. I have bad luck. Something bad happened to me and I must be cursed. You know, I always say in my TikToks, if you believe you're cursed, you're going to be cursed. Uh, if you're going to believe that's oh you have a negative life or something's going on that you're cursed, you're just going to have these things happen to you. So it's better. You have more power over whatever curse is like the belief that you're fine and your life is fine and nothing can fuck with you. So I always have tell everybody like, you know, don't believe in these things. You can't have, give power to other people over you. So I was almost say. like a reverse manifestation or something exactly. to try to drain that energy. One last question from me on this. So one thing I saw a lot of people were wanting to know how is your aunt? Did you, what was the follow up to all that happening? Well, I saw her the other day. Um, went to the mall with her. She's fine. She's much better now. I feel like. She went through a really dark time and my mom did, you know, go to a witch doctor to try to get help, you know, and she even took her to like a mosque and like get like prayers done on her. And I'm sure it helped, but also her mindset change, you know, she moved houses, I think it had a lot to do with that. You know, she went to a hospital a few times, like there was a lot of things that went on in her life, but then she had a, a daughter uh, a few years later and now she has like a little daughter and a son and she's much happier now but it's still like you can tell she's still you know not there you know she's still like a dealing and she's still taking medication but uh, she has like she she dealt with a lot at a very young age and just continues and deals with what she went through and so um, she's happier now I will say and she's like working you know she's working works with kids Um, yeah but she is not I don't believe cursed. I think she just also mentally unwell. And I feel like a lot of people in my culture think mentally unwell or mental health is like a curse mm -hmm. uh, because they don't know any better. So there's that too. Well, I think it's great that you share the mental health side of her story because yeah. that, that becomes a bit of like a taboo area for a taboo subject, which is supernatural. Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle with the conception or the idea that both things can exist mm -hmm. in the same uh, person, same circle, same series of haunt, you know, et cetera. Whereas like some people want to blame it fully on one, fully on the other. And then the truth is, you know, most of us don't really know because we're not that person. We weren't there for that experience. And all we have is these stories to kind of determine for ourselves. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Now, Joshua, I know you have some questions, so I'm going to let you take the floor. I, I will say your story did kind of freak me out a little bit. Um, one thing I don't like is doppelgangers. Doppelgangers bother me a yeah. lot. I can't really figure out why or how, but it's one of those. It's one of the few things like in the supernatural that I like don't f with <laughs> like at all. It's scary because because um in that same house 
I was alone at home and actually no my mom was home but she was asleep upstairs and I was awake I heard my mom calling me downstairs and she's like Sonia come down like that Sonia come down and I remember my mom was like knocked out in bed and I was about to go downstairs and my sister was looking at me and she's like, well, who's that? Who's that? Is mom awake? I'm like, no, let's go check. So we went to my mom's room. I'm like, mom, we woke her up. I'm like, did you say something? She's like, what? Huh? I didn't say anything. And that is what scared me a lot. Cause I'm like, who the fuck is saying that downstairs? <laughs> so I just waited till someone went downstairs before I did. Cause I'm not, I'm not the one to deal with that. But it's scary because it sounded like my mom, but it yeah. also was like, Sonia, come down. Like, it was like a little like, that's what fucked me up. Because I'm like, it's like someone's trying really hard to sound like my mom. She's like, Sonia, come down. Like that, that's that's what really scared me. That kind of stuff makes me so mad. Yeah. I'm so passive. I'm, bro, I got chills, dog. Me like, too. Got- <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> because it's like, in hindsight, like I've had that same experience in like, former homes that I lived in too. Cause like my grandmother really knew how to pick them. Uh, my mom did too. Like they just, if it's haunted, they're like, Oh, let's buy it tomorrow. Oh um, my God. <laughs> and I've had those same experiences in my homes. And I was just thinking back on them. Like I was so naive, like as a kid, like I had no idea now. Yeah. It just makes me mad. Cause it's like, first of all, don't come in my house plan. Cause yeah. like, this is a sacred space. Don't come in here plan. And that's the one time, like uh, I'll get like super aggressive. Um, I don't yeah. like to be bothered uh, in my sacred space. So I, I could only imagine how that how that was like for two years. I know that felt like an eternity uh, living oh. in that house. And I was like 11 or 12, just dealing, dealing with it. And I was getting bullied at school so bad that I was like, I didn't want to be at school. I didn't want to be at home. So every day after school, my mom would go and take the car and pick up my sister from school because hers was a little far away. So then every day after school, the bus would drop the kids off at the end of the street. All the kids went the other way. They all lived there. And I was the only one that lived down the street near the forest. And so I walked that way by myself every day. And I remember like, going in front of the house about to go in and I see the curtain move like someone was looking and then closed it quick. And then I just stayed in front of, uh, I just sat on my backpack in the driveway every day till my mom came back. Yeah. Wow. You mentioned that your dad, or at least it sounds like he's a skeptic. Is is he still kind of in that, like, does he still not really believe in the supernatural? So my dad is a skeptic, but also he's dealt or went through paranormal things back home in Pakistan. So that's why I'm like, what are you, t-? you know, but he's like, ah, oh, whatever. Ha ha ha. That's back home. That's like st- stories. And like, you never know what, but like, he literally, like, I even say this in one of my TikToks, like he rode uh, his motorbike back home on a dirt road late at night. And there's this thing called a churil, which is called an, like an evil hag kind of thing that kills men back home and it's like a real thing and like they live in the trees and um it looks like a beautiful woman and then you go closer and like the shadow it turns into this hag woman thing evil thing and so my dad was on his motorbike and he's riding late at night going back home and he was a little spooked and his bike just got fixed and the guy's like don't ride your bike too fast you gotta ride pretty slow okay my dad hears some woman calling my dad's name all the way back there and in the dirt roads it's all dark it's just his light from his bike and he's alone and he's like hearing his voice being called again and again and then um he just 
pump the gas and he's like, I'm getting, getting the hell out of here. So there's things like that he's told me and he's like, there's stories back home, but he's like, eh, not in Canada. They don't happen in Canada. You got to love that data. Pro- I mean, it does seem like the ghost would probably also be nice in Canada, but that's just working on yeah. the stereotype. Yeah. Uh, we've interviewed enough people from Canada to know that's not necessarily true. But what about you? So, I mean, these things happened or, you know, the stories we've heard so far have happened when you were younger and, you know, we're kind of coming up on our hour, so you don't have to get into any more like full-blown stories, but are you still experiencing supernatural events or has that kind of left you at this point in your life? I feel like it never leaves me, but uh, because I'm always around it. It's like my life is meant to be in the paranormal. I, here's the thing. I don't think I've told people this, but I did not want to be on TikTok for paranormal stuff. I wanted to do like funny videos, singing, makeup, like more positive stuff. Cause I didn't want to get into that world again, but I just bring I, my body. It's like, I'm just supposed to be in it. Cause like, it like runs in my family. My mom gets dreams of people and bad news and warnings and people who are getting sick or passing away. And she gets feelings. I, I do it. I feel it live. I hear things. I see things. I feel things. And so Recently, no, I haven't gone through anything, thank God, because I kind of force, I've put this energy of light around me that I don't want to deal with this. I will observe it, but it's not in my life. I don't want to deal with it. I don't allow it in my life. I will, I don't even like research paranormal as much anymore. I'll watch like Nukes Top 5 and stuff because I think it's cool, but I don't really like dabble in paranormal anymore. Before I was really into it and I was like living my life day to day trying to be a paranormal investigator and it really fucks with you. It it really makes you on edge and scared and you're like, what is that? What is that? What is that? And kind of makes you a little bit on edge the whole time and the, it, it gets what it meant, fucks you up mentally because these things really want you to be scared and they can take advantage of you when you get really fucked up and depressed and anxious. And it just took a toll on me because I dealt with, I don't know if you saw my TikToks, but I had a friend who was possessed and dabbling in satanic things and doing rituals. And he ended up like, it was, it was really fucked up and scary. Like if you, he dabbled a lot in this stuff and it started to affect me and I just was like, no, I don't want anything to do with it. So that's why uh, I don't like to dabble in the paranormal as much as I used to. But hey, I have all this research and knowledge, might as well talk about it. And I do have an interest in it. So, um, but no, I haven't dealt with anything paranormal, thankfully, because I don't allow it in my life. Sure. And that, that kind of makes sense based on what you yeah. were saying with your view on the paranormal earlier. Well, Sonia, that was an amazing episode. Uh, thank you yeah. so much for coming on and sharing those stories. Audience, I implore you to go to Sonia, S-A-N-I-A dot Lee on TikTok and Instagram without the dot. Uh, her content is it's right up your alley. If you enjoy the Real Hauntings podcast, it's not a lot of fluff. It's not a lot of frill with the way she she tells you the stories. And and it's it's amazing, just like what she shared on here. It's, it's really gripping content. And I know Sonia would rather be doing her makeup content, which is great, and telling funny stories. But uh, here we all are in this paranormal world, sharing (laughs) our experiences uh, with everybody else. And Joshua, thank you so much for coming on. Did you have any last thoughts or comments, um, Joshua, before we wrap up? Just another comment. I I, I really like your perspective, Sonia, because I think it's very important to have 
Um, I'm kind of in the same place. I, to be completely honest, I wasn't expecting to make content about the paranormal, but it just kind of happened because uh, I wanted to do all the other things like singing and being funny and doing skits and doing all this other stuff. But it just happened. And I just kind of rolled with it, rolled with yeah. it because like it's a part of it's been a part of my life, you know, yeah. and I, I think we we relate on that on that level. But um, your stories are super fascinating. And um, but I really love that you're doing the makeup content. I I did I did like I said I did binge your page a little bit <laughs> beforehand. I love that and I love how fun and inviting your page is. Like that's really important. I know it's it's hard to be your, your authentic self on socials, uh, but I can tell it definitely shines through, especially talking with you in real time. It's it's definitely who you are in your socials is who you are in real life. Um and I and I really appreciate that. But uh if you are looking to like, you know, do a little, you know, dabbling back in the paranormal a little bit harder. Let me know. I I have tons of great people that I've met along the journey, and I would love to introduce you to them. It's very good to see women of color in the space because we need so many, so many more people and so much more diversity. Because you bring a unique pr perspective that I don't have, others don't have, that others can relate to. So I didn't mean to make that super long winded, but I just wanted to let you know, like your voice is very important, and share how you feel is authentic to you, but please keep telling your stories because they're, they're more important than, you know. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I feel like talking about this stuff really does sit with people because, you know, we've been told our whole lives, this thing doesn't exist. And now there's a lot of people out there that believe it. And it's, I'm glad there's people out there that look like me and, uh, you know, are dealing with the same stuff. So it's, it's, it's really cool that you said that. I appreciate that. That was a really nice thing to say. Thank you. Not Thank you problem. for hearing me out and having me on here. Honestly, it's nice to be heard. Yeah. yeah, That's one of the best things about this podcast, I think, is that it gives people a platform to safely share everything they need to share to an audience that is, um, knock on wood, been very receptive, you know, to, to the content we've been able to provide. And it's because of people like you, they're willing to take a chance and, and share their stories. So yeah, like Joshua said, ditto to all that. It's, it's, it's been a great experience tonight to hear from you. Well, Sonia, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up anything else you want to plug or talk about? Plug, uh, just like you said, check out my TikTok page and check out my YouTube channel. It's Sonia Lee without the dot as well. I just, uh, trying to do more content on their longer content. So people can see more longer, cooler footage of me doing stuff. I recently went to a haunted castle, um, the other day here in Toronto called Casaloma. So I filmed like a little video on TikTok about like the history about that. And, and I don't know, I just want to get more into it. I have a lot of cool spooky stuff happening this spooky season and I want to post more about it. Yeah. Yeah. It tis the season as we all know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Joshua Darren. And I'm Sonia yeah. Lee.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.